0: Let's go in depth on Hawkeye sports with the Des Moines Register. It's time for Hawk Central, powered by G Miggs, Fifth Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. Live till seven o'clock tonight. Mark Emmert, Chad Leistico, hanging out with me for a Hawk Central program. Good to have Chad Leistico back in studio with us. What's up, man?
1: And we're live. I we're can't, live. I can't. I've got. I'm ready. I'm fired up. Feel, Feel that balls next week. Oh, yeah.
0: man. It doesn't even seem. We were just talking about that. Ten days away. From kickoff, eleven days, whatever you want to count it, it's, it's honest, man. It we are here, I'm going
1: ten, it's 10,
0: ten days. Yeah. sure. I'm an East Sider, man. Math not my strong suit. <laughs> Mark Emmerich, so I usually call you for uh, uh, double digit problems. How are you?
1: <laughs> doing, well.
2: doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right, man. I know you guys had uh, had some chance to chat with the coordinators yesterday. So, Chad, let's just dive right in, man. It, it, it seems like there is some news today. Obviously, we heard Ivory Kelly Martin. The the number one back. What should what should we take away from that news?
1: Well, I, I, it's worth talking about for sure. It surprised me a little bit. Um, mm. uh, did you, how about you, Mark?
2: Yeah, I thought so too. That, that even that he would even say that one guy was ahead of the others. I assume it was still pretty tightly bunched there among those three. But uh, that scrimmage we saw, Chad, it did look like Kelly Martin was getting a lot more work than the other two guys, and uh, clearly there's a reason for that.
1: Yeah, that, I remember talking to you on the on our bonus podcast about eh, maybe they're just resting torn, young a little bit, and maybe they right. were, uh, but but obviously Ivory Kelly Martin um, has stepped ahead as kind of the uh, four down back, as Brian Ferentz said, um, mm. which mean which uh, Mark and I took is that I was never going to punt. Yeah, uh, right. that, that was the main a, takeaway what there. About
2: this, Chad? What if he's the punter? <laughs>
1: well, that job has not been settled, so. Uh, could very well be, although we do have a punning question about Nate Stanley later in the show. Um, oh, great! <laughs> but yeah, uh, on Media Day, I, I didn't really get to talk to you guys about this, but because I was gone last week. But but that really stood out to me on Media Day too. That that Brian Ferentz said he's not only he runs bigger than you think, and he's also their fastest guy in space. Uh, and and he also mentioned yesterday, did he not, um, about him being a good pass blocker. He's picked mm-hmm. that up right. too. So that's why yeah. he's saying he could be kind of that every down type back. Um, now, can he hold up you know, for a whole season? I don't think they want him to, but uh, certainly Ivory Kelly-Martin is um, very, very intriguing going into this season. And I think the concerns maybe about Akram Wadley uh much, much less um, profound, especially considering what we saw out of Makai Sargent and what we know that Iowa has in Torin Young. So I was
0: going to bring up Makai Sargent. Should we – because when I hear this chat, I didn't I didn't take too much out of it. I mean, I thought this basically meant Ivory Kelly Martin will be the first option here, the first of three, yeah. right? That, I, <laughs> that's kind of how I took this.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could it could be that okay. it could be that, but I do think just the way that he's been talked about, the way we saw him mm-hmm. play, and just the fact, like Mark said, that he's kind of been um, already placed as sort of maybe that first guy because Torrin Young is listed first. It's not like this was a uh, either or, although yeah. that's kind of how we thought it would go. So, I th- I mean, I still think it's going to be three different guys mm-hmm. that you'll see in the opening game. And But I do mm-hmm. think Ivory Kelly gives them the most play-calling flexibility.
0: And, and Mark, I do see it as a huge positive that one of these guys was able to separate themselves and be listed or named as a starter 10 days out. I, I think that's a good thing yeah. that one of them has, has shown a, a, a separation. Yeah,
2: that's a good point because there's other – uh, positions we'll probably talk about later, where that's not the case. Right. But uh, yeah, he, he compared it to 2015. Did you hear that, Chad? In terms of uh, what they had there, I thought that was a very interesting. Uh, kind of comparison from Brian Ferentz about the running back situation, where they had three guys, who mm. kind of got forced in at different times, and all of them ended up having decent years. Yeah. Uh, and that's, uh, so there, uh, you know, three three running backs, if they're all good, uh, should be enough to get you through a season.
1: Should be, yeah. I've, uh, they had four that year, and uh, uh, I know I think I can make every comparison that Brian Ferentz is probably thinking about. I wasn't over in that scrum, I don't think, when it, he said that. But certainly, Ivory Kelly Martin, to me, if you're flashing back to 2015, would be the Jordan area of the bunch, kind of the guy that can be the pass catcher and also um, you know carry the ball quite a bit. Uh, I think, no question, Torn Young um, parallels to LaShawn Daniels, no doubt about that. And then I would say Mackay Sargent might be kind of the Akram Wadley that year because he was that third or fourth back that sort of was a spark plug mm-hmm. off the bench. Um, smaller guy. Learning, um, learning the system. Learning uh, the system, yeah. yeah. Nice. So um, uh, I could see him
2: at Northwestern. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 I like that.
0: All right. So it, we still kind of see that as a three man battle, but I do like the fact that one of them has jumped out. The one that was more surprising to me was the announcement at cornerback. We'd kind of wondered what was going to happen. With the depth at cornerback, I think the last couple of weeks when we had talked about this, uh, it looked like we were going to see uh, Michael O'Jamudia. You're going to see Matt Hankins was in that conversation. We talked about Turner and Kramer and D.J. Johnson. Yep. And then we find out today
1: the third cornerback is going to be? Yeah, Julius Brents. True freshman, Julius Brents. True freshman Brents. so far, um, and that's that's a notable rise. A uh, couple things on that. Uh, Phil Parker is notorious during these coordinator avail- availabilities for just sort of uh, casually dropping <laughs> news. <laughs> I r- I'll never forget in 2015 when, I mean, there wasn't even a really a competition. I don't think a weak side linebacker because uh, Bo Bauer had started the whole previous year, and he mentioned on that day uh, that Cole Fisher was going to be the star <laughs> weak side linebacker, <laughs> and he had, of course ended up starting 14 games and having a great year. Uh so this one this year uh, it was kind of to me the Brents day because um that was we saw him working as the number 4 corner at, on kids day uh but but Phil Parker said yeah he's the number 3 Josh Turner is the number 4 uh and to have a true freshman uh be at that level at this point is notable but not unprecedented because if you look back in Iowa history you look at Desmond King played yep. as a true freshman and and after an injury got thrown in to a, a starting role as a true freshman uh, Manny Ragamba it certainly would, would be that guy a couple years ago. Um, and then Matt Hankins was the guy last year that, that was kind of that third third corner, fourth corner, and, and played nickel and became a starter. It, so. Chad, am I wrong? I thought DJ Johnson would be the, if there was a
0: true freshman that kind of had that hype, I thought DJ Johnson was that guy that would, would climb into this. Conversation.
1: Yeah, I don't think he is okay. based on what we saw at Kids Day, right, Mark? I mean, I didn't. He didn't no. stand out at all, and Brent's uh, very much stood out. Um, not only yeah. being on the field, but making plays on the field. Um, and he's been seen he's in got a great
2: size.
1: Yeah, he's very long, six two, one eighty. He was a four star pickup out of Indianapolis, so this is this yeah. is a kid that comes in with some good pedigree. It's not like he's out of nowhere um so that's that's a really good sign i think because on the btn show on monday jerry dinardo that was the one you know they never say anything critical <laughs> <laughs> on those things uh but they did say something critical about iowa's secondary they said uh, not much depth at corner and so this you know at least t- maybe yeah you know we'll see how good he well, is but uh it's certainly well, wasn't that's true yeah Ojemudia did. i wonder
2: if he was also on monday
1: right that could have been too mark um Mm-hmm. yeah we don't know that but uh yeah they're, they're thin at corner so that helps to, if if somebody like Julius Brents is doing things and Phil Parker had a lot of really good things to say about him yep um uh, you know grasping the defense which is obviously a huge huge thing to play in Iowa's scheme
0: there does seem to be uh some concern for this opening game against Northern Illinois and our buddy Anthony I think wants to kind of take us to those positions I assume that's what he's going to do if not we'll direct him there Anthony <laughs> thanks for calling Hawk Central how are you sir Pretty good. How are you guys doing this evening? Doing well, buddy. What's uh, What did you want to share with us here?
2: Uh, well, my question is, what, what are your concerns about Northern Illinois? I know we haven't played them for quite some time. I, I, I don't know how good this team is, but what are your concerns about Northern Illinois? And another question is, a roster question, who were Hayden Fry's best linebacker great starting 1985 and, oh gosh, through nineteen ninety? I'll, uh, hey, Capilis, and uh, go
0: Hawks. We'll let Chad's we'll let Chad's brain reminisce for a little while, so he can think about Hawkeye linebackers under Hayden Fry. Concerns against Northern Illinois, Mark. I think it's the places that we've talked about the last couple of weeks. It's offensive tackle. We're still trying to figure out one position with a weak side linebacker. Is that right? So maybe we. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Those are the two concerns. If you're a Hawkeye fan.
2: Yeah, I think those are the big ones, especially that top offensive tackle, because uh, the strength of Northern Illinois is their defensive end, especially Sutton Smith, who's a future NFL player, uh, and he can get after the quarterback. So uh, that's the big one. It's a veteran team, Northern Illinois. I mean, they, they're 8-5 last year. They're bringing back a lot of those guys. expected to win the MAC again, which is a pretty good league. So this is a, a mm-hmm. tough game to begin with, but when you lose both your offensive tackles for one game, Probably not the game you would want to lose him for. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's clearly the biggest concern.
0: Did we get any resolution on that? Is there anything that uh, you guys took away from the coordinators that made you no, feel? He's...
2: Did uh, not
1: answer, feel good about him, just... no. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's, there's three guys, but he wouldn't name which two are going to start because he doesn't know yet. So they're going to figure that over the next four days, which means uh, it's going to go into game week then, right, probably? Um,
1: yeah, the I, We know
2: the three guys. It's Callenberger, Ferguson, and, and uh, Paulson, Levi Paulson. But uh, – he had a chance to just say basically flat out, "These are the two guys, and we're excited about them." And he did not say that. No, <laughs> He's got three guys to choose to, and we're still working it out.
0: Hmm. No, so yeah. the opposite conversation we're having with running back, where a guy exactly. stepped out and and showed a clear difference. Mm-hmm. Nobody really stepping mm-hmm. up to claim that job. That's, yeah, exactly. I'd say that fits into concern, Chad. Yeah, definitely. What uh, about? That,
1: go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what I took away from that too. Northern Illinois def, definitely a tough team. Uh, they beat Nebraska mm-hmm. one at Nebraska last year. Um. Yep. You know, put in whatever Nebraska joke you want about that team last year, but anytime you win a Memorial Stadium, and that was early in the year, that's that's a really solid win. Yeah. And um, what yeah. about
0: weak side linebacker? How far if if yeah. you're where's your concern level with offensive line, and how far does it drop when you look at linebacker?
1: Uh, concern on offensive line is uh, exclusively week one. I think okay. they're going to be just week, fine yeah. after that. Uh, maybe not great, but I think they'll be very good. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do at at tackle I would still say kellenberger Paulson is the best bet yep. but what I've mm-hmm. you know uh just can't it just doesn't seem like they are thrilled with either guy at this point just because of the the nature of the question and the response by Brian Ferentz. um and as far as weak side linebacker goes I would I feel more confident about that I feel like they have lots of options there uh, Phil Parker was more than happy to talk about uh, Jaimon Colbert uh, and what he has shown them. Uh, this is a redshirt freshman converted safety uh, who is challenging for that spot. He's I think six one, two thirty four, somewhere in that range, and um, that would be that would be an exciting development for Iowa to have a starting redshirt freshman at, yeah. at that spot to maybe have for three to four years. Uh, Especially if you've got Nick Neiman there, the redshirt sophomore. You right. know, yeah, have a couple of years with those guys. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, and Amani Jones seems like he's – I mean, they've actually featured him in a university video now, so you know that they feel good about him. Um, so, But, yeah, Christian Welch, I mean, that would be my um, – I don't know, didn't hear, like, anything glowing about him. I wonder if he's maybe stepped back a bit. And the other guy that's, that seems to be rising a lot is Barrington Wade, and that that actually impacts the weak side spot because Wade is uh, playing well at outside linebacker. so now that if that allows them to move Nick Neiman inside – Hmm. i mean they're still playing with pieces wow. here um so, you know if 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 wade is their third best linebacker they'll move neiman inside if colbert is their third best linebacker he'll be inside if welch is the third best linebacker he'll be inside but it, the one name we didn't really hear much about is jack hockaday so i think uh he's kind of fallen by the wayside at at this point man a lot of parts to move around there linebacker. oh and uh larry station would i just and the that's <laughs> a the Hayden <laughs> question there. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Good job out of that. Thanks for coming. <laughs> when you first said that, I was like, eligibility?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's got Good. one year left. What? i will sneak him out there and uh, nickel. All
0: right. Uh, you had a chance. Uh, anything else from Brian Ferentz? You guys chat with Phil Parker, LeVar Woods. Let's start with Brian Ferentz. And what stood out from your availability with him yesterday, Mark?
2: Well, he actually mentioned that they've got a fifth wide receiver they like. Uh, we know on Tuesday... We, we mentioned they had four guys that were kind of the top four, clearly, and uh, looking for somebody else to step up. Now, he wants six guys. He wants six options there, but Max Cooper is clearly the fifth-best wide receiver. He had a lot of positive things to say about him, uh, the sophomore out of Wisconsin. Uh a lot stronger this year. They really like him. They liked him last year a little I mean, he played so, uh, as a true freshman, so you know they liked him last year, but I think he's taking a big step forward, so... But that was noteworthy, and then still uh, no backup quarterback. They're going to let that play in the next week, it sounds like. Uh, so they're getting, there's getting more clarity there every day, but not enough to say this guy's clearly the number two quarterback.
1: Yeah, I think the other thing that, that's notable about Max Cooper at five, I don't think we need to waste a ton of breath on it just because. Uh, I don't think they're gonna play five guys. i was just in gonna say because the
0: Hawkeyes don't throw to five
1: guys. <laughs> but I think that, but he does want a top six to be established for road trips, for depth, yeah, all that, that stuff. That makes sense. So, so Cooper five, what's your either one of you have a guess on who that sixth guy is? I think that's up for grabs. I would okay. say Dominique Daphne would have a shot. He's that walk on from West Des Moines Valley here. because um, he's a special teamer. Yeah, Nico Reggini. That's a good one. Uh, both those guys have, are special teamers, so those would be probably yep. more likely. Okay, um, you know, for travel squads, etc. Haven't heard a lot about Tyrone Tracy. We kind of thought he might be the freshman uh, that would make a big impact. So nothing on him just yet. Any news from Phil Parker? At least what jumped out, what what stands out from your conversation with Coach Parker? Uh we we did we want to mention Brian Ferentz throwing shade at Mark D'Antonio at all? <laughs> no. Absolutely. a
2: lot of tests on Twitter yet. <laughs> I know that. That was
1: probably my favorite part of the whole deal. <laughs> yeah. I just like yeah, how he he's done really it on our show up, millions of times, four or five times, probably. <laughs> yeah. He's not but, afraid to yeah. Yeah, share his opinions. I'd love it. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, we. What was the quote, Mark? I'll let you. Uh, if you have it, don't have it in front of you. I'll call. Well, it Well, yeah,
2: it was. Uh, it was interesting because he was asked twice about the tackles and the guys being suspended. And he kind of was certain to go there the first time, but somebody kind of interrupted with a question about a different position group, so he didn't get his full answer out. The second time he was asked, he had a long answer ready, and uh, you know he basically said, "This is on us. Like the problem that we created for ourselves. These guys uh, obviously didn't behave the way they were expected to behave," and he said. Uh, you can't get out of jail on Thursday and play on Saturday, not at the University of Iowa. That's not how we do things here. So I thought, obviously, you know who he's talking about there. And then uh, later on, the thing I thought was interesting, almost as interesting, was what he said. You know what? Maybe the best thing for these guys would be is if they just lose their jobs. Somebody just yeah. out, beats them out. You know, They don't sit out just week one. They, they sit out week one and somebody else takes that job and they never get it back. I'm like, wow. I mean, I, I assume he meant that. I, uh, obviously, nobody's actually seizing that job yet, but right. you know, that's, uh, I thought that was a very powerful statement, too.
1: Well, I, two things. We uh, Just to clarify for listeners that don't know what they're talking about, Michigan State in 2010 allowed Chris L. Rucker, who was a cornerback, to get out of jail on a Thursday and play in <laughs> for the fifth-ranked Spartans on Saturday. Uh, At Iowa. The dean of discipline uh, let him play on Saturday, and Iowa <laughs> crushed him 37-6. to 6. Kirk Cousins quarterbacked that team, by the way. Um, uh, number two, I,
0: I would I would real quick slide in, not the only coach to let a player get arrested on a Thursday and right. play on a Saturday. Yeah, so he
1: could have yeah. been referring to others. Yeah, and, and a few others that happened at Iowa State last year too. Although I'm, we're pretty sure he's referring to machine State, yeah, State in this case. Yeah. So, um, uh, and number two on that on that point, I to me, Mark, and a lot of times these coaches do speak through the media to get through to players. Yeah. To me, exactly. he's speaking to Alaric Jackson. That's what a, my read on the situation is. Yeah. Here's a guy that's on yeah yep. that's been. He suspended two games in a row for for off, you know, team policy type things. Okay, so uh, I think, you know, let's say a Mark Kallenberg or a Levi Paulson. Let's say Levi Paulson plays really well at right tackle. What's to stop Iowa from moving Tristan Wirth to left tackle? They did it in the pinstripe bowl, and, you know, Mm -hmm. Lark Jackson's now on the bench. So uh, a big opportunity here for, for those guys, Kallenberger, Paulson, Dalton Ferguson. Any news from LeVar Woods that, that, oh, yeah. that stood out? I guess that that's probably a question for Mark, right? I mean, this yeah, is, let's give this is him Mark Mark's, Mark's yeah. wheelhouse. Yeah, I kind of, you asked me about Parker, and I went to Brian Ferentz again. So <laughs> I'm trying to think what else Phil Parker said uh, about uh, – I guess we talked to each side linebacker. The other freshman probably going to play are uh, Seth Benson, uh, who's playing outside linebacker mm-hmm. in special teams, and Tyler Linderbaum. Sounds like he might be – that defensive tackle might be wow. a, t- a guy they would look at as a – a four-gamer if po- in a perfect world um, where they would play him probably the first week, uh, you know, hope to maybe redshirt him yet um, with the new rule. So, anyway, special teams, Mark, tee it up for you.
2: Uh, Riley Moss, we're we're on in Des Moines, right? So, the Ankeny kid, Riley Moss, still getting a lot of love from both Wavar Woods and Phil Parker, I believe. But uh, he's been their best uh, freshman on special teams. He's going to play on special teams for sure this year. Uh, but nothing on punter. They haven't decided yet. He likes both guys still. They're going to wait to see Kick returners is still a three-man battle. I think we've talked about the, those three guys before, but it's uh, Fifth Barsett, Grownaweg, and and Hooker on punts, and then instead of Hooker, you got uh, Kelly Martin on kickoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. He did say somebody asked about you're, you're pretty set at place kicker, right? Lucinus is the guy. and He goes, ah, I wouldn't say that necessarily. He said the other guys are looking good, and there's still a chance <laughs> yeah. that they could beat him out. Now I doubt that happens, but uh, he wouldn't close the door on that. And uh still looking for a leader on that group. They don't have a Kevin Ward type guy yet. He really, he really seems disappointed by that. He really wants somebody to step up and be like a guy that can play an off and lead on four units because they don't want Monty Jones doing that.
0: You you kind of rolled through returners there, Mark. Can we touch on those again? I know last week when we yeah. talked about it, uh it seemed like there were a couple guys in that mix for kick returner. Right now the two you think they're sending back are Amir Smith Marset and I it had Ivory Kelly Martin listed. I don't think that still happens,
1: yeah. right? I would go growing
2: away. Could. Okay.
1: I would go Gronaweg.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And just he's the other guy in the next two of those
1: three. I would say kick that that'd be my prediction. Kick returns would be Gronaweg and Smith Marset with Smith Marset being kind of the featured guy. Okay. And then my sense is Gronawegg would be the punt returner, but yeah, we yep. don't get to see this yep. stuff, so we're we're basically going on what coaches say at this point. Okay. I mean Kirk Ferentz basically said that Gronaweg you know, was a leader in the punt return game, so Yeah. Um, and that's the type of guy. It's, he's the fourth receiver. You can you can use some mileage there. You know, if he's good at it, you don't want to. I mean, Desmond King was was great at it. He, they did want to burn him there, but if you can, if you have a good fourth receiver that can be a good punt returner, that's a that's a nice luxury.
0: And, and Mark, didn't you tell me Groneweg has some experience returning punts? Right. That's something yeah. that the Hawkeyes are in, in desperate need of. Is a guy who's familiar with that uh, the the mental job back there.
2: And he's got a knack for it too, according okay. to affairs which not everybody has but yeah he, he did that very well at at two points his previous stop he was, I believe a division two all-american as a returner so he's uh he is very good at that apparently
1: have you, have you guys ahead. noticed that we're talking a <laughs> highly about a lot of guys we've really never seen play I mean that's just sort of how we have to re, you know try to get all this information but there's a lot of guys we've barely seen play that yes. Iowa is counting on this year tons <laughs> Ivory Kelly Martin Amani Jones you know, maybe a Kyle Grunewig. Uh Brandon Smith. We haven't even mentioned today, but uh, one of the four one of the four receivers that yeah. uh, they had this up front four, but that they're counting on highly. Yeah. You know? yeah, right. And you know, not to mention Julius Brents, uh <laughs> Jimon Colbert, yeah. uh, just Me, Nick guys, Neiman, uh, Sergeant Mark, Mark Kellenberger. So many new names. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Chad.
0: You mentioned briefly that BTN show. They're mm-hmm. obviously they're not very critical. Uh, when they're when they're doing these, did you pick up anything from that? Did you learn anything by watching that?
1: Uh, the, they what I picked up on is, and I've this was a theme I heard at media day too that uh, I don't want to say surprised me, but you know I I've, I've been sort of reluctant to be too excited about this offensive line, um, but Brian Ferenc, um feels good about the interior of the offensive line, for which is my concern, and I think they're gonna be fine at tackle once they get those two guys back. And that was kind of one of the things Jerry Gennaro pointed out too. He really was impressed with the offensive line um more so than he expected. So uh that leads me to believe that maybe the Reynolds render um, Banwart. Banwart uh trio in the middle might be um might be pretty good. Might be pretty good. Got some experience there, Mark. I mean I like this.
0: Like we've talked about with this Northern Illinois matchup, with Ross Reynolds and Keegan Render you're talking about dudes that are now in their fifth year of banging with uh, with Hawkeye defensive linemen. I'm all right with this. Right. A lot of experience there. I think Reynolds, Render, and Banward are are solid up the middle.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm with Chad. I think the, the starting five I think is really really good on paper. Uh, if, once you get those tackles back, I, I'm just concerned about I guess the depth. Beyond that, if anybody goes down, I'm not sure what their what their seventh and eighth options would be if they have some kind of uh, you know mishaps there. So that's uh, but the, the starting unit I think could be really good.
0: When we get back, Chad has put together another fun segment. He usually does this. About, uh, I would say, once a show, Chad comes up with something kind of fun for us to do, a little game to play. This is over-unders for the 2018 season. Some of them are silly. Some of them are profound. You'll have to decide which is which. As Hawk Central moves along with Chad Lysico, Mark Emmert, I'm Ross Peterson on 1460 KXNO. Everything you need to know about the Hawkeyes, it's Hawk Central with the Des Moines Register, powered by g 5th Street Pub on
1: 1460
0: KXNO. Welcome back to Hawk Central here on 1460 KXNO. we still got 30 minutes live with you, and we would encourage you to play along in this next segment here. Chad's come up with a pretty fun game. Mark Emmert and I are just going to be lowly contestants here in Chad Leistico's 2018 over-under game. Yeah, I'll... I'll go
1: ahead and play too if that's okay yeah yeah, yeah of course yeah
0: because Alex Trebek <laughs> always knows the answers so
1: <laughs> all right uh it's it's over under season and um uh we did this for basketball it was a lot of fun just to and then we we, we mm-hmm. kind of revisited how we did on them we didn't do very well no we didn't we no, we did not. That was a disaster. wait we
0: didn't do well the Hawkeyes didn't
1: do well, uh, that which, was the problem okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that it was their fault so they were supposed to be better um uh, well, let's start with the quarterback, most important guy on the team. Uh, Mark and I joked. We didn't even talk to him on media day, uh, but he, he holds the whole keys of the Hawkeye season. Nate Stanley over under uh, 26 and a half touchdown passes this season. Last year, oh, man. he threw 26. The school record is Chuck Long with 27. So does he go over or under the 26 oh, and a half?
0: I, I'll, I would say under here. Uh, I think Nate Stanley can still have a really good season and maybe even a borderline great season and not put up that touchdown-to-interception ratio that he did last year. I mean, 26-6 and six is crazy good. I could see that being a little—I mean, even if it's 25-7, and seven, you, that, that gap right. is narrowed and, I, and and you don't get to the 26 and a half. I'll take the under on this one. Mark?
2: Yeah, I'm with you on that part, that he could certainly have a, a much better year and not have those touchdown numbers. It's funny, he said he only threw five touchdown passes in the game once in high school. He did it twice last year. Mm-hmm. So those those are rare. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to take the over. I think uh, I think he gets it. I'm going to go 28 touchdown
0: passes.
1: I'll sign up for that. Chad, how about you? Yeah, I I I think it's going to be a, a much better offense this year, but I'll still go under just because I think they're going to have more success running the ball yeah. uh, in the red zone. Last year I think they were forced to throw it in the red zone just because they couldn't get any push. So I think that's the reason I would go under. I like right. that. Okay. Uh number two, this we touched on this a little bit before. Kind of a fun one. Alaric Jackson talking regular season here, over under ten and a half starts. So
0: basically, because we know he's gonna miss that first game. Yep. Yeah. So he would have to is the most. Yep, he'd he's, have to start every game at a bowl game. He'd have to start right. every game of the regular season to get above that. And he did last year. He started all twelve. I'll take the over on this. Yeah, yep, I think that uh they've they've hit it home with Alaric Jackson. Hopefully, Chad, you kind of put a wrinkle in this too. Let's say Collinberger or Paulson has yeah. a really good game against Northern Illinois. Even a decent game might be enough to put them in the good graces of the coaches, and then he'll realize he's in a position battle. He's the most talented dude in that group, mm. so I think that he ends up getting it right and sees the NFL future that uh, that yeah. he could possibly have and and writes the ship. I'll take the
1: over on that 10 would and be half good starts. for Iowa. Yeah, yeah be that would great. be good for Iowa. I'm going to go under. Uh, just because I think there's too many wild cards here, hmm. I think he could get you know an injury, yeah. like you said, like we said, maybe a, uh, someone beats him out, um, maybe another suspension, God forbid. Uh-huh. So I'll just go, yeah. I'll go under just on the percentages, but I, but I'm with you. If he goes over, then that's a really good right. thing for the Hawkeyes, Mark.
2: Right, best case scenario. I'm going to agree with Chad, pretty much 100% there and go under for the, all the reasons you just said.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's true. You throw an injury in there, that it derails it all. Yeah. So that's that's a quick one. Okay.
1: Right. Ivory Kelly Martin. He's he's the new man to talk about here. Uh, over under rushing rushing and receiving yards. And I'll tell you how I came up with this number: one thousand one hundred ninety-two <laughs> rushing plus receiving, one thousand one hundred ninety-two. Uh, Jordan Kanzeri in 2015 had exactly that number. Ah, and that it's funny right. that we brought ah. up the 2015. <laughs> nice. uh, 984 plus 208 was Kanzeri in 2015. So um, what do you think? Uh, Mark, I'll let you go first on this one.
2: Okay. I'm actually going to go under. I still yeah. think that they're going to find three guys they like a lot. and They're going to split those carries up a little bit more than they did probably that year. That's a big number. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the under. I can't see him getting there.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the under also, but I'm going to do it with a caveat i think he beats canzaris 208 receiving yards mm-hmm. but doesn't get to the 984 yeah, I like that. rushing yards yeah yep. so I,
1: I think i'll take the under for the total i like that i think i'm going to i will just to be different i'll take the over just because uh i think he's going to be used a lot in in the passing game so i i mean and, and you're talking uh he just has to average 100 yards a game between those two things so uh, yeah, i could see good point. i, I could yeah. see him um, topping that, you know, cobbling together seven hundred plus six hundred. That's a like good, that, yeah. So.
0: Chad, you might he might have a couple two hundred yard all purpose games or rushing yeah. receiving yards. That's a good point. So, okay, we'll that'll see. be
1: a fun one to watch. Yeah, uh, same same uh, position group. torn Young. I've got uh, over under ten touchdowns on the ground, uh, and I and I put I say ten because Akram Wadley. Had ten last year. Akram Wadley had ten right. the year before, and Lashawn Daniels had ten in 2016 as well. So ten is kind of the magic number for those uh, part-time slash goal line running backs. Well, The problem here is we just found out that Ivory Kelly Martin's going to play all four downs. So unless
0: <laughs> I'll take the fifth down touchdowns at under ten. No, I, I I will take my the under here again. You're looking at a three-headed monster here. They've just said that Ivory Kelly Martin is the guy that they maybe have the most faith in. We've heard a ton of hype about Sargent. Seems like he's done a good job of pushing himself into that conversation. So I don't, I, I can't see e- any one of those three guys getting into double-digit rushing touchdowns. It gets split up too much. I'll take the under. Mark?
2: Yeah, I, I maybe two weeks ago I might have taken the over on that, but what we've seen the last couple of weeks makes me think. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think he'd still be a goal line option. Probably their best goal line option, maybe. Um, but I. I'm
1: going to take the under. I'm just not sure he's going to get that kind of workload now. I'll go over just because uh, uh, Chuck Long said on, on the BTN show, uh, <laughs> I went under on Stanley. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. And I, uh, and I and went Jackson. under on Jackson, yeah. so there you go. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of common theme here. I think Iowa's going to have more rushing touchdowns this year, and so I think that he's going to be that goal line back. He's, he's a perfect goal line back to take the wear and tear off of Ivory Kelly Martin, if that is your featured yeah. guy. So I think I think Torn Young might lead this team in touchdowns, and so I'm going to go over.
0: Uh, Chad, I, I will sign up for your 2018 Hawkeye season right now. I really do.
1: <laughs> we haven't got to the defense. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Never mind then. Okay. All right, number, All right. F- number five, uh, T.J. Fant. Yeah, uh, sorry, T.J. Hawkinson plus Noah Fant touchdowns. They were at 14 last year. That's the number I'm going to set this year. Over under 14 touchdown receptions.
0: Mark, you're you're our tight end expert. I'm going to let you weigh in, and oh I'm going to steal God. steal some of your stuff.
2: Is there Do I get bonus points if they double that number? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the over. You knew I was going to take the over I when know. you wrote that question, Chad. I know. Oh. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to put it at 18. Wow. 12
1: Ch- and 6. Chad? I will go under just because I think they've got six <laughs> or seven different guys that they can throw up to, and I think more tight ends might get involved this year. So I'm going to go under. I think – uh, I think those guys are going to be very active in the offense, but touchdown-wise, uh, I'm still going to stick to, to more on the ground. That's a lot of touchdowns, 14. That's If you would have asked
0: me how many they Hawkinson and Fant combined for last year, I, I don't think I'd have had that high. Yeah, Fant 11, Hawkinson 3. Okay. Yeah. Uh, boy, this is a really good number. I do think it's under. That's a lot of touchdowns. I think you, you could average a touchdown a game to the tight ends. You're still sitting at 12. So I'll take the under on that reluctantly because I would love to see it um, g- get above that 15, 16. Sign me up for Mark's 28 touchdowns. <laughs> that, that sounds great to me. I,
1: yeah, I think uh, uh, that, that's. I'm sticking with the theme. Rushing touchdowns, lots of different options mm-hmm. through the air. Uh, okay, this will be fun. Uh, n- number of wide receivers, not tight ends, or running backs. Number of wide receivers who have a touchdown catch in 2018
0: four and a half oh yeah I'll take the under on that right away I mean we just found out who the the fifth guy in line is we waited last year for Brandon Smith to be a guy like we've been waiting for one of these receivers to really be a breakout playmaker Mm -hmm. type Uh, with your two biggest weapons right now in the receiving game being tight ends I will take under for wide because you're talking about not number of touchdowns for the wide receivers different guys. number of guys that catch a touchdown from yep. that wide receiver position i'll go under four and a half mark where are you on this one
2: well i just gave the tight ends 28 touchdowns so i yeah. guess i have to go under on this you're gonna be so tough like an idiot <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm gonna pick the under
1: we can't all go under so i'll go over on this reason just because <laughs> i think there's gonna be a lot of blowout games um and not a lot maybe three or four where you know you get a guy into the end zone, a Max Cooper into okay. the end zone late. You get a Tyrone Tracy into the end zone late. And I I don't think there's any doubt that easily Smith and Smith-Marset, as long as they're healthy, are going to get in the end zone. That's three right there. You know, figure Grunewig is going to maybe get one. You know, all you got to get is one garbage-time touchdown from someone else. Over. Over. Like it. like it. All right. Number seven. Let's flip to – uh actually, you know what? This is from Dargan. Our our colleague and I thought this was a good one, real quick, because just because it's fun. Over under ten and a half touchdowns by guys with hyphenated last names. <laughs>
0: there's
1: only two, right? Yeah, there's only two. I looked it up. I was looking for another <laughs> sneaky one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take uh, the.
2: That is funny.
0: I'll and take and the over on that. I, I could see that. Yeah. yeah, Ivory Kelly Martin getting getting seven, and uh, Smith Marset getting four. I could see that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go over too. I'm going over on the offense. Mark, where are you Uh, with the the hyphenated touchdowns?
0: Ten and a
2: half, you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll take the over. I do think those guys are going to get a lot of work, both those guys. So, yeah, I'll take the over. Now,
0: does it count as two if Dolphin says both names during the touchdown call? (laughs) (laughs) If he gets them right. I I felt so sorry for Gary last year's times. He'd be like, ah, whatever. It's (laughs) it's one of those guys, the hyphenated names. He's flying.
1: <laughs> all right, let's flip the defense. This is a big number, but uh, I think uh, – I don't know. We'll see what you guys think of this. Anthony Nelson plus A.J. Epinesa sacks, all right? Two Iowa's – Iowa's two best pass rushers probably, seventeen and a half. Oh, that's
0: a big number. It's a big
1: number. But this is supposed to be their best position group. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And uh, Epinesa's oh, going to get a lot boy. of action this year. Yeah.
0: That's a pretty big number though um i my i, I my knee jerk reaction is under, I think that's too high. If you'd add it like fourteen, I think I might have gone over that seventeen and a half is a lot of sacks again if that if this is what we're in line for yeah i'm I'm ready for football season. Mark, where are you on the seventeen and a half sacks?
2: yeah, I was thinking fifteen sixteen uh I can't go there though I've gotta take the under i mean I think those guys are both very good uh but and the whole team had twenty nine last year, I think but right. Yeah, I'm taking
1: the under. I think these are two of Iowa's best players, period. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't think it's out of reach, but I'll still go under as well. Slightly. Yeah. Slightly. I'll go 17. <laughs> right <Ooh>. there. <laughs> right Actually, <laughs> there. I could do a push because you can get team. a half sack. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done 17.4 sacks. Okay, go ahead. Right. Uh, um, another one on defense. This one's um, talking our, our man, Julius Brents, our newfound uh, hype guy. Uh over-under three-and-a-half starts for Julius Brents in 2018.
0: Mark, I'll let you start this one.
2: You know what? That's a great one. And uh just knee-jerk reaction, I'm going to take the over. I think he gets – it just seems like every year some guy emerges at the end of the season with injuries or just flat-out beats somebody out, uh, if they like him as much as they say they like him, I'm going to take the over.
1: Chad, I'm going to let you go. I'm going over, too, just because <laughs> I think – uh uh, when they find a guy they like, they're going to put him in there. And uh, we saw Michael O.J. Mudia get burned against Michigan State, get burned against Purdue last year. Uh, I think he could be a breakout-type guy, just like Josh Jackson was yeah. as a redshirt junior. So I'm not discounting that. But between that and possible injury, I'm going to go over and counting the bowl game too. I think you guys kind of swung me on this. I was really on the fence. That seemed like a tough one. That's why I made you both go
0: ahead of me. I think huh. you you've you sold me on it. They They're showing faith in him. Ten games, ten days before the first game, they've shown that they're willing to make those moves at that position anyway. Um, yeah, I'll go with over three and a half starts for Brents. Ursh. All three of us agreed on that one. All right, okay. do we have
1: time for six more? Or no. Well,
0: we got time for a few more. Yeah, few let's more. Fly, okay, I'll, through these.
1: I'll shovel them along here. Okay. Uh, on the on the defensive note, we got one from Austin Hames on Twitter: Over under one game difference in win totals if Josh Jackson and James Daniels had stayed for their senior years. <laughs> Hmm. I, okay, I will. Well, you pick ten. Two I know, already, so I so I okay. would have
0: to say twelve <laughs> and no. under on that because <laughs> I don't know that uh, the two games that I have them losing right now. I thought Penn State and Wisconsin. Man, that would be so nice to f- have this problem to to really figure out what this would be, but no, I don't think. Am I wrong? I don't think it makes that that big of a difference in those two games. I just don't see in your two
1: right in my yeah. two yeah. right. I'll I'll say push just because. Uh, probably one on the money. I think maybe yeah. maybe uh well, maybe you could, play, could have won one on you know. Maybe you play James Daniels a tackle against Northern Illinois, you got a little <laughs> more flexibility there. They could no. use another yeah. they could we use should. Josh Jackson actually. Yeah, right. They could use both <laughs> okay. of those yeah, guys. Maybe I should go over. But, uh. <laughs> Mark, what do you yeah, think?
2: I'm, I'm going over. They ten and two with those two guys.
1: Okay. I'm like uh, okay, I'll take it. Okay. Now this is this is might be my uh this is interesting cuz I'm high on the offense and uh, but I picked out this number for team points per game this year: thirty point nine points per game wow. over or under. That is that is the exact amount they scored in two thousand fifteen, when then that was their best offensive output since two thousand two for points. But anyway, I'll, the caveat is I don't think the defense is going to be as good, and it sounds like the offense should be a lot better: thirty point nine points per game hmm. against a. Reasonable schedule, manageable schedule. Yeah, but I do,
0: I mean, looking at the schedule, that seems like a lot of points. My Right away, I want to say no, but I could see the Hawkeyes putting up 35, 40 points against the Northern Illinois, Northern Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois. I mean, maybe even Indiana, Maryland, possibly Purdue. I think you, you can put up some, some gaudy numbers against those teams that bring that average up. That's a pretty tight number, Chad. I think I'm still going to go under. seems like a lot of points to me. Mark, where are you on the
2: 30.9? Yeah, I, I guess I'm still remembering all those 17-10 games from a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to go under. I, I, I think they are definitely going to be better. I just don't keep jumping quite that much.
1: Well, I added up my whole season predictions, and it ended up being 31-5, so i got to go over <laughs>
0: I love it. <that. laughs> yeah. All right, Chad, what's next here?
1: Okay, uh, over under one and a half losses as a favorite this year for the Hawkeyes because uh, they're, they're going to probably be favored in ten of their twelve games, probably maybe nine. Mm. The only ones they won't be favored in are Wisconsin, Penn State.
0: That's what I'm looking at, and those are the only two I haven't losing. Yeah, so I guess you're... I, yeah, I'm taking the under on that. I think that they win the games that they're yeah. favored in.
1: Okay,
2: I guess I guess I got the over because I took two of those other. You
1: games can change.
2: Losses, so. No, I'm, I'm not going to change. I'm. We can do that to you. <laughs> I'll take the over.
0: I got two. I got two. Yeah, my picks are it's in. It's my job know. to change with the wind, You're right? Wise to
1: go. That's I, my thing. I you know, I've got the over as well cuz I I think they I think they're going to be a, a 3 to 7 point favorite in about 6 different games this year. And that's why I put this mm. one in here just to kind of like just it. Just to remind fans that there's going to be a lot of those types of games where I was favored by 3 to 7 or 8 points. Maybe 6 or 7 of them. And it's going to be hard to win all those. Yeah, is all really saying. tough. <laughs> all right, Chad. What's next up? That those are good ones. I like this a lot. All right, Jay Haskovec. <laughs> this is a good one too. Uh, over under two and a half sellouts at Kinnick Stadium this year. Oh boy. <laughs> so you're you're kind. So this one kind of gets you to That's say, uh, is there going to be moment, is now. there going to be momentum in the season that fans want to get there by the end, or is it going to Fizzle out after the sellout, the obvious sellout against Iowa State. Can I get a kick time for yeah. Iowa, Penn West State? <laughs> well, that's on the road. <laughs> that's on the oh, road. that's oh, okay. That's
0: yeah. Penn State. You're right. You're right. Let's see. I think that you, Iowa, Iowa State.
1: Yeah, for sure. Wisconsin yep. should, should be. be a sellout. That. Yeah. Third sellout. Out.
0: So you, here's the rest of the games Northern Illinois, Northern Iowa, Maryland, Northwestern, and Nebraska. Mm hmm.
2: It would hinge on Nebraska, I think. It really is going to hinge on Nebraska. Frost effect. i take the under.
0: That 23rd of November. Remember, Phil and Tiger are doing their (laughs) pay-per-view matchup that day, so you're going to take 50,000 out of the stands for that. (laughs) Um, I think I'm going to go under on here. I think I see the two, Iowa State, Wisconsin. But, man, Chad, you're right. With the momentum thing, if you got them ten and two, yeah. then you could. That Northwestern game might be a sellout. The Nebraska game would be a sellout if they're nine and two going into that, and a, a, and, yeah. Nebra- and Wisconsin has two is. losses. Yeah, or Nebraska's
1: had a great season. That could be a. Yeah, they'll bring a lot of fans if they're having a good season. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, that's a great number. Who came up with that one? Uh, that was Jay Haskell. Good job, Twitter, Jay.
0: Yeah. I will tentatively take the under what on did, that. Did Mark take under? I can't remember.
2: I, I took the under. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll go over just because I I think that Northwestern game is a possibility. It could yeah. be a night game. Oh. Could, uh, same okay. with Nebraska. Uh, we know that's an early game, but uh, just the fans that could come over for that game, just a lot of possibilities. I think Iowa I, State and Wisconsin are for sure. And we us.
0: don't have a kick time on Wisconsin yet. No, right? okay. but it should be a night game. I'll, if if things are
1: going well for Iowa, it would be a night game, I think. For
0: traveling <laughs> to Canada reasons, I need that to be a <laughs> night game. Please schedule <laughs> that as a night game.
1: All right. I know we got to go. Yeah, so this will be the last this one. This is it from uh, – Fish and Hawk on Twitter, uh, over under two-and-a-half Stanley Pooch punts. Mark? Under. O- on the season or per game? Season. Per okay. <laughs> game. I guess they don't have to be pooches. It could be just regular. Just regular punts? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just booms them, yeah. Uh, you, you went under? <laughs> Two and a half was the number? Yeah. I'll take the under two. Yeah, I think you, I get, you get to two. Two is, yeah, where I would be two. And then you can't, you can't pull that card a third time in a season. Come on. <laughs> All right, a little bit of basketball notes. That's fun, Chad. Thanks for coming up with those, man. Sure. And thanks to the oh, listeners for, uh, for, for giving us some ideas
1: on that. Great yeah. stuff. I'll go one pooch and one rugby, just to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like Stanley it. and the rugby.
0: <laughs> All right, when we get back, a few basketball notes. We'll maybe wrap up some of these uh, football conversations also on Hawk Central 1460 KXNO. <laughs>
1: Everything you need to know about
0: the Hawkeyes, it's Hawk Central with the Des Moines Register, powered by G-MIG's Fifth Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. Chad, I've been meaning to tell you because I didn't get to chat with you last week, man. I had a great time down at the Knoxville Nationals, and a couple of guys oh, right. that listened to Hawk Central and are big fans of yours were hanging out with us. So I should have passed that along uh, before I now, wish but, I could have gone that yeah. night,
1: but had too much work to do, family vacation. so Whatever. You, <laughs> you, you and your priorities. All right, man. Well, let's... Which was it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a combo. It was a combination.
0: <laughs> I love Emmerich. They're always the reporter. All right, man, we wanted. We, we thought about maybe getting into this new NCAA basketball format and metric, but it's it's really complicated and confusing. It would take a lot more than four minutes for us to kind of go through this and talk about the impacts of it. I, I mean, am I wrong about that, Mark? Nah, it we'll does seem it. like it's kind of confusing yeah. and goofy there. That'll be a bonus yeah. podcast we'll spend three hours I'm kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> skip. All right, Chad, let's uh let's jump in here. What's um what do you think the biggest
1: story of fall camp has been? Well let's talk about the Iowa basketball schedule. Okay, real that's what we Forget told people we that's fine, that's fine. Um, Mark, you wrote the story. What was your biggest takeaway? The Iowa's Big Ten schedule comes out yesterday. what did you think?
2: Yeah, that's a tough those tough two games. They got those late November, early December games again, which I think is gonna be the case every year now. The 20 game schedule, and uh, so you got Wisconsin coming in here. I think Wisconsin and Iowa both are the teams that bring back the most returning minutes from the year ago in the Big Ten. So both teams could be making a big jump this year. That's a nice test, and then you got to go to Michigan State uh, three days later or whatever that is. So that's uh, that's tough. And then of course their final two games are on the road as well. So that's, Yeah, that's going to be a challenge. Nebraska and Wisconsin again, which are two good teams. So I like it. I like a 20 game schedule. It's long overdue. I wish they go to 26. I just think like these teams are going to have to challenge themselves, and Iowa has a big challenge. It would be interesting to see. Last year they went 0 and 4, and remember those four games with uh, two Big Ten teams, Iowa State and and, uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah. So they got another kind of schedule like that again this year with Pitt, two Big Ten teams, and then Iowa State again. I think they at least need to go two and two there. That that Uh, 0 and 4 last year was a killer
0: for them. Got to beat Pitt. That's that's a team that's in disarray. Yeah, they got a new coach. Yeah, I know. But boy, hopefully that's a game. That'd be a bad sign. to lose pit. Right.
2: They get get Iowa State at home, which helps too. Yep. Yep.
1: That's a tough run, though, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Most interesting thing to me is that they have three home Big Ten Friday night games. That is totally new. So, that that would be the Wisconsin opener, and then later in February against uh, Michigan and Indiana. So. Yeah, you, just, you guys don't just know what fans think of that. You guys I, just going
0: to pitch a, I, I put a cot in, in Iowa play. City and stay the night. those <laughs> Friday night. Is that the plan?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it it's interesting. It's interesting. I think uh, there's high school basketball on that night, obviously. So yeah. that's going to be a conflict too. There is on Tuesdays as well, but I uh, it'll I think it'll allow more people to make trips from here. Yep, you don't have to work Saturday morning. right. Friday night, so, so. Night, so we'll see. it will yeah. be interesting like to it. see what the crowds are like. Final question, Mm
0: -hmm. I do want to get back to football because I think you have a a good one here. Has your opinion of the 2018 Hawkeyes changed over the past month? Mark, has your opinion of this Hawkeye season and and what you thought Um, was going to happen, has it changed in this last month?
2: No, it hasn't. I mean, I'm not sure that it possibly could have because we just, I mean, unless there was like a Nate Stanley injury or something catastrophic. uh, We haven't seen them yet. (laughs) You know, we've seen one scrimmage. So uh, my opinion is exactly the same. I I think uh, there's a lot of good... A lot of good talent there, but also a lot of question marks. So no, it has not changed.
0: I'm with Mark on this, Chad. It, it hasn't changed. I haven't seen. I mean, well, you're seen already the, up there. The 10 first two. game. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if so, if it was going to change, it would have had to have changed, changed for the worse, right? Um, so you still think ten and two? I still think that. Yeah, when I look at this schedule, I still see ten wins there.
1: All right, I'm going to say mine's changed a little bit. I think their chances. I think they've got a lot, a lot of potential. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not changing my record, but I think the potential there has increased for them to win the so Big that's Ten good. West. It's, it's changed, gone up. Yeah, I like That's that. Better chance to win the Big Ten West than I Gosh. thought.
0: Next week is mm-hmm. Game Week. Wow. Yeah. We're here. <laughs> we have made it, guys. Kickoff coming up in ten days. Next week, Hawk Central coming back at you with Mark Emmert, Chad Lysico, and Ross Peterson on KXNO.